Hey, it's Hanifa Walida. And it is Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. Hey, babies. Hey, darlings. <laughs> I hope you all were able to have an amazing um, holiday time and all that good stuff. And now we are good in December. Yes, still in holiday time. <laughs> still in holiday time. But, you know, sometimes we got to take uh, a break. And, so, you know, I'm noticing like other podcasts, they have seasons. I'm like, ooh, seasons. Hmm. What does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> Should we be doing seasons? What does the season look like? How many? Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we could chop it up. You know what I mean? Man, we try. We try. We can try. You know, well, listen, if you are new to the show, you're just joining us. We want to let you know that your gay aunties is a weekly podcast that is centered around queer adulting. So if you want Auntie Red and Auntie Hanifa to uh, just answer some of your questions about life and love and any of the experiences that you have, you can go ahead and just give us a little tip tap on the shoulder by emailing us at your gay aunties. Uh, at gmail.com or you can dm us on instagram or twitter at your gay aunties that's how you get in touch with us you let us know what you need and we are here for you babies yes we are <laughs> and um if you not only want to um hear us but also see us do our thing with we have special guests every fourth sunday and we call that sunday brunch honey mm -hmm. yes and if so if you want access um to not to the uh videos of our um of our show and all the past sunday brunches you just go to patreon.com slash your gay aunties and you can sign up um for only ten dollars a month you get free access to these videos and you get them three days earlier than everyone else and here's some extra wonderful news um we want to make sure that everyone has uh, is able to support us if you want to support us not everybody has ten dollars and some people have more so we're starting to build some tears on our patreon so if if you just want to show us some auntie love mm -hmm. okay all right um you can do so again at patreon.com slash your gay aunties five dollars or more that's just auntie love we're going to shout you out on the show um of course we have the ten dollar tier of sunday brunch i just explained what you get for that and um if you guys want to get a free download of you people it's a film we talk about often that both me and red was in <laughs> yes yes it is our it is kind of our content companion yeah you people if you want a free download um of that well it's not exactly free for twenty dollars <laughs> <laughs> on our patreon so you get a you get a shout out you get a download of you people and you get three a whole season if you will three episodes of sunday brunch access to three episodes of sunday brunch so we have a lot of different offerings for you all and more to come at patreon.com slash your gay aunties yeah yes. wonderful right. and okay. our next sunday brunch guest is okay amazing oh my goodness amazing i just I just don't even like know how to set it up. I will just say if you are currently on a mission to tap into your magic, mm. this black girl mm -hmm. is magical. Mm. Okay. Uh, Dr. LaCarra Foster Whoop. is a minister and a medium. What? 
<laughs> Ain't that supposed to be oil and water, honey? That's supposed to be oil and water. It's supposed to be, but it is working right together. And I will definitely like be poised and ready to have Dr. LaCar Foster on the show. So if you have um have not heard of her lately, she has a show called The Gift. Go ahead and check her out and just get it, get ready and send the questions for Dr. Foster because she can answer them for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about um, um, that episode. Um, you know, mediums have always been like a thing with me. Like I've never sought them out. They've always kind of popped into my life. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I've had readings. Yeah. And they've always been really incredible, always by black women, but, you know, really incredible. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, to that yes. episode. Totally. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. So how was your holidays? Um, My holiday was super chill. You know, normally we have to get in a car and go driving hours and do all of this stuff. We didn't do any of that this holiday. We stayed local. We just like really got to enjoy it. We didn't do any of the cooking. Grandma did all the cooking and just said, just come and eat and then go home. It was amazing. And I don't, you know, have any like biological grandmothers left. So having Mm -hmm. my wife's grandmother um, who is nearing 100. Wow. Yes. And is still very, very sharp is such a blessing to me. Yes. Yes. Not only we don't crack, we don't go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I got friends yeah. whose grandmamas are in like in their um, late 90s, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. I mean, I love us. Absolutely. I, I, I love us. Um, my, my, mine was very low key. You know, first of all, I started, stop calling it Thanksgiving and I'm taking iced teas. Um, uh, play where he was like, let's just call a family day and cut the bullshit. That's what right. the fuck it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reason to gather with family, whether you like them or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, True. so my mine was a family day. You know, my mom uh, just moved uh, here to Atlanta. So ours was very small and intimate. It was just yeah. she and I. We took it back to the roots, she and I. And we just had, you know, a nice little dinner, nothing really big. We're not really big holiday people, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, this was also Christmas time. So as, you know, growing up, Muslim was like, eh, whatever. So this yeah. whole this whole period of time kind of just like canceled out, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, you know, we were really grateful. We did image boards together. We started to do something oh. different since it was just she and I. Nice. Um, yes. Cause you know, this is her, she's just now retiring in her life. So she's, it's like her vision of what does that look like? Her shifting gears. So I said, you know what, Ma, let's do an image board, you know, mm-hmm. you know, first to honor what we're grateful for, you know, that I have you here. We're in close proximity to each other, you know, um, but also, you know, what does your retirement look like? So it was new to her and we were over here with our crayons and, oh. you know, yeah, it was, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> It was great. So, so we're both focused. And one of the things I'm excited about, she said, you know, I want, you know, I want to, you know, visit, I want to travel to some of the places you traveled with you. So one thing we shared on our, both of our image boards was, um, us in fall of 2020 going to Amsterdam and Spain. Yes. Oh, you know? oh yes. <laughs> so I'm that excited. Is- so exciting. Exactly. We both have it on our refrigerator. I said, acknowledge it every day. Went to the whole Big Maru. You know how you do with image boards, your manifestation, yeah. you know? So that was, so that was um, the holidays. Um, so yeah. 
nice yeah my mom and i are trying to plan our first trip you know we did our african ancestry um and we're traveling to our native land in april wow <laughs> yeah. oh now that's hot to death <laughs> That's gonna beat out Amsterdam and Spain. Gonna be neither one of us related to that. We <laughs> all get to no, no, no. It's going yeah, it's But that's a, <laughs> but that's a good idea though. I like yeah, that because you all did yours too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my mom did hers with ancestry.com. I did it with African ancestry.com. So I got a little mm-hmm. bit more information. Okay, you know, but um, but since I did it through the the maternal line, yeah. it's also attached to her as well. Right. But I think to do hers is, I think, to do her maternal line, it'll be really good. Well, actually, she can't do a maternal line. What I'm talking about, <laughs> my grandma. Well, you did it already. But, well, I did mine. I, I guess, yeah, I guess it's yeah, all connected. it's hers. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So we can we can go back to uh, to uh, West Africa. I think that would be a nice, um, maybe mm-hmm. not for 2020, but, you know, God willing, you know, we can do it within the next few years. That'd be great. Oh, that's yeah. an excellent idea. Um, all right, y'all. So. Okay. There has been a lot going on in too much entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) So we decided that there's so much to do. Like, you know, we decided that this episode was going to be just a culture review. We're going to do it for the culture, your auntie's culture reviews. Okay. So we're going to have, you know, every other week we like to find a queer artist in review. Mm-hmm. You know, give an honest uh, critique. And of course, the review that we've been asked to review and everyone is reviewing um, is Queen and Slim. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't even asked Red what her impressions were. I have long notes. <laughs> long list of notes. Okay. And I just and- have a emotional reaction that has been lingering for two weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> and I just want to, you know, preface before we go into these uh, these uh, reviews. I just want to preface it with a nice um, uh, a nice uh, article that I found in um, the root. Um, it was like, um, and it was about black critique because it was, it was, it's called, if you want to protect black art, protect black critique. And it was about a lot of the backlash that black critics have gotten in regard when, when rather when Queen of Slim received a less than favorable review by say a black critic, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the reviews have been totally mixed, you know, I'm not trying to hint or anything, but, um, you know, that people would get backlash, like, you know, don't, why y'all dissing our sister or, um, you know, blacks, you know, black uh, films don't always get, you know, a second chance, you know, y'all need to have her back and yada, yada, yada. And so this um, writer and her name is uh, Tanya Renee Stidham um, of The Root. She's like, listen, if you want to protect black art, you need to protect black critique because we're the ones who are going to critique it with all the nuances that it deserves. And that's how we build, you know, the culture. And I just want to echo that. Yeah. As we review not just Queen and Slim, but all the music reviews or, or, or culture reviews that we do in the future, that we always coming from love, but we also are coming from a generation that people didn't hold no bars with us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like critique was real critique because people did it out of love. They want you to become better. Now, as an artist, of course, we're sensitive. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and you can, you can take it or leave it. We all know that. But you need to at least receive it. 
and then, you know, do with it what you will. But to say that we should not, we should always support not just black artists, but queer artists, cause you know, there ain't but so many of us out there or yada yada, or there's some man pulling the strings that's going to, if we get bad critiques, they ain't going to get no more money and all of that. That's bullshit. Mm. That, I'm sorry, that is a myth. That Well, that that was more so maybe the 80s and 90s. It was hard. Like you had a bad film, the niggas wasn't giving you more money. Yeah. God bless this generation of media makers because you have shown that our power truly lies with our authenticity. And a part of that authenticity, it comes with critique as well. So that's how we roll it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I just think the whole, like, it's very, very dangerous mm-hmm. to remove the bar altogether. Right. Mm-hmm. So if anybody that does not, you know, come to you with uh, raving reviews and praise is like immediately dismissed. Mm-hmm. Right. Without mm-hmm. you taking that time to really think about, hmm, is this how I'm coming across to my audience? Is this the experience that people have when they encounter my art? And hmm. is that what I planned? Something I should know. <laughs> <laughs> that is something I should know. Exactly. Because we don't want to develop in a silo or echo chamber or yes man crew. You know what I mean? Because that's not, mm-hmm. that doesn't make good art. And the last thing, as much as you know, our art is colonized, let's not let the source get whack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, y'all. And I just have to, this is totally off like the script, and but I saw this picture recently of Lil Wayne. A photo? A photo. Okay. A, a photograph of Lil Wayne. And mm-hmm. I know that he is younger than I am, but he looks 60 right now. <laughs> Like he looks so ragged and it's not just like he has like natty dreads, right? (laughs) It's, it's so much more than that. Like his skin, his face, his body, like he looks old. And when I saw the picture, I immediately became furious. Like how many people are sitting around him? Mm. like every day watching this like I haven't seen Wayne in a picture in two years right so this first time that I'm seeing him I'm shocked and then you all are looking at him every day watching him like just disintegrate in your face how dare you yeah like how dare you? I, I almost want to find this photo now, but I don't want. Yeah. I, I don't want to digress, but but yeah. and this is but, that, but that's something that, addictive. Like, what you're saying, like nobody is saying to him, nobody is like, "Yo, like you need to chill, like you need to change your diet and your habits, and you really need to get because your black is cracking, brother. Like, <laughs> get your life together." Cocaine and, is a powerful drug. And the and the connect to that, like connect to like the, the the constructive criticism or lack thereof, is that when artists not only don't receive constructive criticism, that is indicative of the people around them as well. That is not mm-hmm. just critiquing the art they're creating, but the life that they're living. And yo, we all grown. You're gonna do what you're gonna do, but it's it's they reflect each other. You know what I mean? And we wonder why some artists kind of lose touch or go do a downward spiral because you're when you're in the industry, and I've only been I've been in the industry for a hot minute, but that was enough time to know that it is a very sheltered environment and it becomes an echo chamber really quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I wasn't I stopped getting critiqued that I was used to 
when I was just in the, you know, on the underground and it was just my peoples and you get into this industry, everybody, yes, man, and you, you know, and it can affect you. And then, you know, and then things, it can start affecting your lifestyle as well. So all that yeah. being said, we're here to protect our artists. With <laughs> because we love you, baby. Because, because we love you. Now we know Queen of is going to take forever. So let's jump into um, actually our, um, first, our music artist, a um, uh, 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 sister by the name of Kilo uh, Leticia, mm-hmm. right, out of, um, out of Maryland. Um, she's from the PG area, which I didn't know what a PG, <laughs> PG as in like PG-13, like what you mean, what PG means? So when it says oh, red is strong. Is- yeah, I'm from the DMV, you know, at the at this point in my life. Um, PG County is um, just over the border from D.C. So it's kind of like a suburb of D.C., but on the Maryland side. D.C. as a city is very small and, you know, we don't have, mm-hmm. you know, there's no statehood <laughs> here. So, um, yeah. So there's some some nice houses like there's some nice neighborhoods in pg and then there are parts of it that are considered ward nine right so you know in in dc there are wards and seven and eight are probably the last two chocolate drops in chocolate city (laughs) (laughs) and pg is is rather chocolatey i'll say that (laughs) wow okay well that's you know um where you're from is where you're at or sometimes yeah. where you're from. But I just saw an interview with her and she was kind of, you know, uh, you know, like I'm from Maryland. She was Maryland. I think she was in L.A. at the time. She was like, you know, you know, with DMV, you know, we got this, we got that. L.A. don't got that, whatever. Yeah, but she was just kind of big enough where she's from. But she seemed a little hesitant when she was talking about where she's from from, like PG. You yeah. know, I was like, why she shading for you? You know, and, well, you know. She could have been from D.C. and then everybody in Maryland would have been like, no, you're not. <laughs> It's like that. It's like that. It's like once you cross the street, because it's literally, and you, and you know you what? Can stand on both sides. <laughs> your neighbors are in yo, DC listen, yo, you uh, keep... in PG. <laughs> and I know how that feels because, like, I was raised up in Yonkers, right? And so when people's like, I consider myself a New Yorker, right? And people like, mm-hmm. but we're in New York, you know, what I, I used to say, Bronx Yonkers, right? And because literally, Bronx and Yonkers used to be one, and then they split them. And then when I was when the Bronx was burning, and then my mom ran to Yonkers. Well, my mom and everybody else ran to Yonkers. Mm-hmm. So you know, and we got you know we got DMX and Mary J. Block. So you know that gives us some props. But you okay. know, growing up, it was like, oh, you from Yonkers, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm from Yonkers, nigga. What? Right. <laughs> anyway, all that being said, let's go into the music. Yeah. Um. Um. So. The, uh, okay. All right. So the first. <laughs> it's gonna take a second. Okay. All right. We're so back. the first songs that we were introduced to was Prada Me and mm-hmm. uh, what's the other joint? Mercedes. Right. Um, the first Mercedes was the first one I listened to, and I listened to fir- Prada Me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Then I'll talk about okay Mercedes. Um. I, you know, I said okay. So she's one of these these MCs that rhyme off beat purposely. Oh, you thought it was on purpose? 
I hope it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least that'd be an artistic statement. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I knew it was happening. I didn't know it was on purpose. You know, because what's that nigga? Uh, Blueface or whatever his name is. Or, so there, there is a contingent of MCs where it's kind of like, remember, remember like, late teen 90s maybe it was 2000s where like in rock or pop there was this kind of heroin aesthetic where mm-hmm. people like yeah like i ha- i don't give a shit about life i'm just going to be in the corner moving slow motion even though the camera ain't going slow motion because mm-hmm. i don't give a shit you know i'm just young and don't give a fuck right mm-hmm. so that so that it reminded me of that time yeah. in hip-hop now so her whole body language was like oh, i don't give a fuck and i'm very like bitch. fiona apple <laughs> yeah you know but even more heroin even more more heroin <laughs> you know <laughs> okay i can see where you're going you with know, that so I, you know so at first i was like now mind you her her, her steez she got whoever is her 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 stylist and yeah. they got that you know from top to bottom, she is styled from top to bottom, she swag from, from front. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll be honest, the song Mercedes, I was I was not that impressed by. But I keep my circle small, just like a Cheerio. When I step up in the room, they be like, "Ooh, hey, there she go." Never wanna let me down, over and nice and Only because I'm not a fan of that offset kind of like. Cause I need a nigga to knock on the two and four, you know what I'm saying? Or the one and three, you know what I mean? For me to get up and like, say, this is my jam. Pick one. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I need pockets, bitch, if you want change. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So what, what did you think about Proud of Me? Um... So, and I'm just going to be honest, you know, aunties are here to tell you like it is. I didn't watch the whole thing. I got halfway through and I was like, all right, sweetie, bless your heart. <laughs> Come on now. You I know, pride of me, because me grew on me though. It, it grew on me. It didn't grow no. on me. And maybe I didn't give it long enough. Um, I, I watched the other videos. I don't even, I, the last two Security and Hammer Time. Yes. I watched those. Um, but proud of me didn't didn't do it for me, and I think too because it sounds like uh, you know where I am in my auntie phase. It sounds like the stuff that I'm like, this is not music. What is this? In my day, we rapped on the beats. <laughs> in my day, we had words. Say words. <laughs> um, so it just kind of struck that that chord in me. Now I I do understand that there's an audience for it and I understand that like this is it's a way that that young people continue to to um to code switch right <laughs> um so this generation that's their language and and that's what they're doing and i can't figure it out and that's the point <laughs> now i mean now call security actually i liked it and this is why i liked it 
Well, one, she's rhyming more on beats. I'm like, okay, hey. But also, it's kind of punkish in a way. And Mm -hmm. I'm all down for the punk, the grunge. Like, I was that kid. Let's do this, right? So I was hearing the punk aesthetic to it. The the video was very punk. And when I say punk, I don't mean literally like some white boy punk. I mean punk in its broader sense, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, I really appreciated, um, just not one, just the queer presence in the video and the way it was in a particular way. Yeah. It was at this kind of fake wedding or whatever, you know, and her eyes are like wide and like, you know, the mascara coming down mm-hmm. and not for nothing. I don't know how she identifies sexuality, gender expression or whatever, but you know, her energy when she speaks and when she rhymes is very masculine, but yet she'll, you know, she'll, but she also presents the feminine side of her as well with her 10 inch nails. I'm like, okay. <laughs> on, both, on both hands, might I add. I'm like, uh, you're okay. not <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm just saying, I always have, you know, and I understand, I, I feel her because like part of me, the feminine me sometimes always wanted to grow out my left hand nails because I like the, like, the aesthetic of nail, not, not so much even like painting them, just the long like nails. Mm-hmm. But I said, I ain't fucking with my right hand, God damn it. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Got work to do. You know what I'm saying? But all that being said, so I appreciated Call Security. I actually liked the song. Mind you, mm-hmm. none of her songs I'm going to buy, none of the songs I'm going to rock on my own time but i can see how she is liked by other people though mm. and and then call security gave me that highlight like okay i see what you're doing this some this yeah. some this we on some punk shit too i was like all right cool cool and you know um and she changed like the aesthetic of her voice at some point you know like ah, like you know like i'm down for it all of it all of it i i will agree that call security was the first one that i watched from beginning to end and i was like okay like i like this one you know what i'm saying <laughs> Um, and I like that her, like you were saying, like her, her look is, um, is styled. Like she is putting time into her visuals, putting time into her projects. Like there's thought there, there's like casting and, you know, locations, like it's, it's a thing. And I appreciate, um, that work because a lot of artists are just, you know, turning on their cell phones and, and they rock it <laughs> and then that's it right they upload so i appreciate um seeing that like i appreciate having that attention to detail and i like that the songs are are kind of different right mm-hmm. so there is something that's familiar from song to song but they are um all different so the call security and um What's the last one? That we um, the Hammer Time. I thought it was, it was, like, a, it was like a remake the of the Hammer Slide. Like, yeah. like, that's kind of smart. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. That was fun. You know, I appreciate even to reach that far back in time because. I don't think she was, I think she's in her mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't born when can't touch this, you know, came out or maybe she, mm-hmm. well, she was old. Anyway, the, the, to, to choose that. So I'm curious, you know, um, I don't know if she's ever going to see this review, but I am curious why she chose hammer time. And I, I really appreciated their approach on it. You mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, it was kind of actually smart. I, I, I didn't get the dude's name. Cause it, it was actually a, um, 
it was a collaboration with this other was this other dude i should have got yeah. his name but anyway but um yeah you know so this i put it like this like with all young artists and when i saw her interview i saw all the young artists and like she is having the time of her life Aww. you know what i'm saying you know she getting all the peace she want you know what i mean she she's <laughs> she got her her kind of masculine bravado but then she got her feminine bravado. like she's working it she's she's owning it mm-hmm. and i thoroughly enjoy young people especially young people of this generation especially queer artists that get to be their whole selves because i when i was their age i wasn't able to do that it took me a minute to come out yeah. and in hip-hop that you just you just couldn't nigga. you just couldn't unfortunately mm-hmm. you couldn't <laughs> so you know i live vicariously to an extent through younger artists queer artists um who are able to be butch who are able to be all of that and just come with their artistry and all that other shit don't really mean nothing you know what i mean so people will always get kudos for being themselves on screen um at least using the gifts that this generation my generation gave you gave the opportunity to be free yes you know what i mean (laughs) anyway um (laughs) you know what i mean i say but anyway you know let's wrap up her because we really want to get into queen and slim but Kilo, yes. Letitia, Letitia, um, we 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 like some of your shit and some of we don't. But who the fuck is we, right? You know what I'm saying? As long as you're making your skrill, but we hope that you continue to build um on your art, um, and do your thing and be unapologetic and fearless and and hopefully take whatever constructive criticism is offered. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, one quick um announcement. I actually I wanted this to interject in saying um that I am, if you are in Atlanta, um, Auntie Hanifa needs your help. I'm in the middle of um, a art project um, about black women and gentrification in Atlanta Mm. specifically. Um, It's called Bloom Ain't I a Flower. Um, I've been in the process of interviewing different black women of all ages um, in different communities in Atlanta, specifically how they shaped their community. So these are women who are active in their community, not just living in the community, but active in the community. Um, and I need, um, because I'm new to Atlanta, I am kind of feeling around in the dark. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you live in Atlanta and if you live in a historically black neighborhood that either is being touched by gentrification or has been gentrified, gentrified, or you're scared it's going to be gentrified. All that being said, um, if you live in, in that neighborhood and you know a black uh, woman, and this includes young people 18 to 88, <laughs> you know what I mean, and beyond, that um, have really done something or some things to shape your neighborhood, to define your neighborhood, please reach out um, to me at your gay aunties, just to make it easy, at your gay aunties at gmail.com. Um, if you can connect me with them, I would love to interview them for this project. Um, it would also involve a portrait series um, involving them. We dressed them up as life-size um, dandelions, because um, these are the dandelions of our communities. We break through concrete, we get it done, we're overlooked and devalued but we there is so much inherent value in us in our neighborhoods so i'm um, just holla at can i snap a finger? thank you well you know I, i've been you know when you've been saying it over and over start to yes. start to consolidate what the fuck the project is and the project always reveals itself the more interviewing i'm doing i'm like oh my god there's so much i'm learning about atlanta period but through black women and their work in their neighborhoods and mm. showing the value that's already there. Because a lot of times these folks come to the neighborhood, they don't know what the fuck they landed. They don't know where they at. And they need to know where they at. 
All right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So holla at your auntie Hanifa if you live in Atlanta and you know of incredible black women in your neighborhood that are doing the shit and would be open to interview. OK. All right. Here we go. That, that wasn't the intro I meant. Maybe the do some horns or something. Queen Lord and Slim. Queen and Slim, and honey. Slim, honey, honey. So I will say. Spoilers. If you haven't, before we go into it, if you haven't mm. seen it yet, I'm telling you right now, I don't listen to this because we're going to spoil the fuck out of this because in order to critique it, we got to spoil it. Okay. I'm with that. Uh, okay, uh, then that that frees me up a little bit. Thank you. Um, yes. So I would say that going into seeing the project, like I saw all the interviews and and the the, the build up. Right. This was about to be the blackest thing. We not taking no notes from white people. We we doing this thing on our own. We making the decisions. We blah blah blah. I was fucking ready. We left grandma at the house. We did the dishes. We went to the movie straight from the dinner table because we had to go and see Queen and Slim. And I will say that upon leaving the movie theater, like my for the first two days afterwards, all I could say was fuck that movie. Wow. <laughs> fuck that movie. Like we didn't even talk about it. We didn't break it down. We just said fuck that movie for two days. And then I got was able to get past my emotions in order to like break it down and talk about it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So then maybe we should kind of go through timeline. Maybe that'll help us yes. kind of move people through the movie. And I'll just say, I, you know, we went as a little black crew. I went with my homegirl, Mona, Quest, and Dinez. And, you know, um, we said, okay. And we went to, girl, we went to the 755 movie theater, you know, yeah. there in North Decatur. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That old busted mall. That's all right. That shit was cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> went in there. We said we was middle row, you know, in the middle, no more than 10 rows back. Perfect. We're like, okay, okay. Now, I want to also preface this saying that I ate a whole thing of chocolate cake and milk. So this might have <laughs> been the reason, but why well, I, I kind of nodded off. But that being said, unfortunately, on my way to the theater, I listened to an interview too with Lena and Lena. Let me tell you something. You can't be giving out spoilers and ain't nobody fucking see the movie yet. All right. So I went in knowing that they died at the end. See, I didn't. Yeah. I, and I, so I don't know what that experience is like to not know. So I was a little pissed at that. I'm kind of mad at you, Lena, for doing that to me. Cause I was just trying, like you, trying to listen to interviews to get, you know, like psyched up, like, let's do this. But I wasn't ready. Two minutes into this one interview, she spoiled it. I was like, what? I turned it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I turned it off. I was like, fuck. Okay, so mm-hmm. you're both in the theater. <clears throat> so I will say that it, it, like in the most basic terms, it looks good. Like, <laughs> like the oh, cinematography yeah, is lovely. The the scouting was was on point. Mm-hmm. Like, um, costuming is is lovely. Back up, back up. I like the, the costuming. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I went through a journey with the costuming. Okay. okay, because yes, like you said, people, all them black beautiful people, they look everybody look beautiful. Even white people look beautiful, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was really at first. I was really mad that when they had to run, 
the outfit that Queen took with some old skimpy little hooker outfit with high boy. Like that is not a runaway outfit. You gonna tell me none of them bitches had a yoga pants up in there? Nobody had a pair of jeans. <laughs> well, they grabbed right. it in hate. They had to run and grab something to throw it on and get out of there. But you don't remember grab, you she, don't grab heels to get to running. Well, true. But she tried to find some boots. <laughs> but you gotta get to the iconic, right? Okay. So but, but, the first but, but, thing in that she was in white. Okay. Right? Okay. And I have there's just one thing that stood out to me. She the only one that kept getting hurt through the whole movie. This girl got her ass whooped <laughs> the entire damn movie, okay? So she is just out on a date, just trying to shake off a bad day at work, okay? Mm-hmm. She just like, living. let me swipe this way. I don't know if it's left or right. In order to say yes, I want to be on a date, right? <laughs> she goes, she don't even really want to be on a date. She just don't want to be alone tonight. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Eating her little dry ass salad. Half <laughs> talking just to be out the house a little bit. And let him know up front you was an accidental swipe, right? And I didn't I didn't want to be alone tonight. And don't even think you getting none, because that ain't happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Okay. But um can I Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I don't. I don't want to interrupt, but I, I just want to follow through with the the clothing choice. Yeah. Now I want to now, and this leads to my other point about the movie. Now, when I was complaining on Facebook about why they dress her, and that is not a getaway outfit. That's not the thing that like if he was able to find some damn jumpsuit and some sneakers, I would put on my uncle shit. I'm trying to run, bitch. I ain't trying to be in some skimpy outfit. Then a friend of mine, um, a professor, she was like, I think it was symbolic. She said, if you look at what they both had on, they both were dressed like these archetype what white folks imagination. Like here's the black woman, you know, um, hooker, and the, and he's the and he's the thug, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the nigga and the, the bitch and the thug and the hooker, you know. And so it was more of a symbolic thing. I was like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. I didn't catch that. That's a good close read. And then that ex- and that really kind of consolidated. Another thing about the film that people need to call this film what it is, it was an art film because it did lack some character building and story and there was mm-hmm. some holes in that motherfucker. But if you treat it like the art film that it is and look at everything more in a symbolic nature, then it takes on a different breath. But I don't think niggas are rolling there saying, I want to go to the <laughs> art film. <laughs> right. So in the clothing concept, like right so she's coming she's in her all in her winter white right Mm -hmm. (laughs) coming from her work day he's you know she's in her her power stance and he's kind of just not right (laughs) he's in his just regular i'm gonna you know go get a sandwich fit right (laughs) so by the time and they're in this outfit through a shooting through the runaway through the like travel across state lines right she is in this white that is now covered in blood Mm. her own blood Mm. 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 what's that (laughs) message (laughs) message right for those that are not old enough to know, uh, what's the name of that damn movie? Uh, drinking juice and what the fuck is that Don't damn be movie? A by the way, 
There'll be a menace to society while drinking juice in, in the hood. hood. Yeah. All right. So Wayne's thing. So if you're not old enough, that's what we mean when we say message. There was a little postman. Every time they would do an obvious message, a postman would come in and say message. Okay. All right. So that's what I felt like in this film. Every now and then it's like message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Symbolism. Right. And so then she's kind of outed everywhere mm. that they go because one of them is injured. Like the 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 police, like the, the news is saying, yeah. the woman has been shot. Here's what she looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, leaving, okay, and just to finish the conversation about the clothing, so they mm-hmm. get to New Orleans, they in the whole house. <laughs> They're trying to like hide in plain sight. And so they shift from her being in the, the power position and him being the, the lackey to him being the the pimp, right? <laughs> and she know, right? <laughs> if we go in there, right? Um, and so like as the the dynamics are shifting, like as he's coming out of himself and being like making more decisions, because she was running the show. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, until yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this shift. Yeah, yeah. And now he's yeah. like, all right, just trust me. I got this. <laughs> I got this. Yes. Yeah, and she kind of she kind of wasn't a lawyer anymore. Uh, I I never believed she was a lawyer. To be honest I didn't with you, either. I'm like you're not you're not convincing me you're a lawyer. One, and mm. I'm just gonna say this, and I'm I'm just gonna keep it 100. Um, I thought the acting for the most part throughout was excellent, but I did not feel homegirl who played Queen. I just I she just I just didn't believe her. I, as her character, her character mm-hmm. for me felt a little flat. You know what I mean? Um, but you know that it is what it is. You know what I mean? I, I'm glad it was two dark skinned people just on some, just on some. Thank God, or yeah. you know they, you know, because you know we we love to got either be all light skinned, at least one light skinned person in there, like how white people do themselves in our films. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they got. So I'm glad it was two dark skinned folks out there. Okay. Yeah. I want to move on though. Yes. Okay. To what? Um, this staying in the whole house. One thing I want to first also. Uh, and this probably would only happen with a queer um, yes. writer director. Yes. Well, they had um, India Moore. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Being the main hoe, mm-hmm. okay, the the, the, the hoe that kind of took care of them and it, or nurtured them, if you will. Yeah. You know, f- cut their hair, mended the wounds, all of that. You know, kind of thing. And so, I really it was good to see the sister in another um, flick. Now, when I went online, there were a couple of critiques, you know, like, oh, why she got to be a hoe? I was like, bitch, but she was the best hoe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was it yeah. was a hoe with depth, a hoe with, you know, that had more to her. She actually had a couple of good lines, too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Who wasn't just a hoe? She was a good hoe. She was a dope hoe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But also, I listened to Marsha's plate, and they were critiquing the film as well. And But they had it. It's interesting. And, and this is how... I really appreciate their critique because it was more of the experience of seeing the film as trans people, right? Mm. And they unfortunately sat behind someone that's like, that's a man, that's a man on screen. And she said that she held back everything, you know, except, you know, want to bust this motherfucker against his head. And And that, I think, just highlights the value of having this woman on screen, yeah. you know? No one, it wasn't, her part in the film wasn't about, oh, here's this trans hoe. 
Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was no highlight under trans. There was no preface. She was just right. not a hoe in the thing, but she was the best hoe. <laughs> she was she was the hoe <laughs> that mm-hmm. sat on um um what's his name? Uh Bokeem Wobin's Wobin's um, lap. Woodbine, excuse me, mm-hmm. um lap, Uncle Earl's lap. Who that he, you know, she was the hoe that he was curled up close to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So all these little things really freaking matter as far as the value of yeah. her character in the in the film. Yeah. So I absolutely. just want to big up uh, Lena for that, you know, or whoever's choice that was, that would big up for that. Yeah. That was that was sweet to see. Like I was like, ah, yay. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, and it wasn't like she was a solid character or nothing like she actually had real motherfucking lines, you know. Yeah. Um but Lena. Now in one of her interviews, you probably heard this too, Red. She was like, we said, fuck all them focus groups. You know what I'm saying? We about to do the blackest thing ever. Mm. Did you get an interview where she said I that? I did see that. Now, Lena, I get that, girl. And I'm behind you. But another thing that focus groups are good for is telling you when your movie moving too slow. They help with pacing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the editing process, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can say fuck all them with their critiques on race. You can tell them to kiss your ass. But those focus groups are good for other things. And I'll be honest with you, there are parts of the film I know I didn't see because I nodded off. Mm. I'm going to be 100. I nodded off on my girl's film. You know, um, I was ready for some action. Maybe my head was ready for a little bit more action than I received. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where I, I accepted that this, I think this is an art film. Not yeah. so much an action film, even though it's kind of played like it kind of is a little bit, at least a promotion, but that's marketing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What you think? Um, it definitely gave art film in the pacing category. Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, 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 I was about to point out one particular French film that it felt <laughs> like uh, cachet. <laughs> I didn't see that one. It was just like, okay like where are we going and then it like ends you know what i'm saying and so i get that that this is a journey and sometimes you know journeys are are long and and arduous and we we were there for Mm -hmm. for both of those parts um Mm -hmm. i will say that um there are some things that i've i've heard them discuss and this was lena and the director I, i don't know why her name is leaving me right now um, Matsuka. I, I'll, I'll look at her real quick. It's uh, yeah. her name is um, that's bad of us. Oh, Melina Matsuka. Melina. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, in an interview with the two of them, um, I heard them discussing like their their choices, like their process of making some of these choices in the film, and it actually helped me. Um, it did not help my wife. She was more <laughs> incensed. <laughs> hearing uh their decision process um but artistically like i can get why you you made some of the choices so i think um i'm starting to feel like they are on the journey even trying to describe it so they they get to these towns and everybody immediately knows who they are mm-hmm. well they, they had the youtube thing it was on youtube well so, you yeah know. But so then what's the point of going to New Orleans and going and changing to the whole fit and like take taking your braids out 
and all of this when everybody immediately looked at you and was like, hey, I know who you are. Fight the power. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, nobody well, was fooled. You know what? Well, you, you, you could say that only black people recognize other black people because we know how to look at each other and see the, the difference. The lady across the street saw oh. two black people getting out the car and called the police. So oh. now this is problematic for me because if somebody commits a crime, if I'm black and I'm just going to visit my homeboy, the police showing up, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But everywhere they went, even though they said they weren't going to like highlight a police officer and they were not going to like show the chase, right? Um, it was very... That was one of those decisions for me that I was like, I I don't know. I don't know that like everybody knowing immediately who they are without them acting funny right? <laughs> or, or giving, giving themselves away in any way. Um, I, I think, you know, all the things, yeah, everyone didn't know who they was. So it was like, are they, no, but, um, and maybe that was the, I, I don't know, but okay. When the black people, every black person that recognized them, which was everybody in the film, you know, <laughs> I think that I think that was this ongoing meditation of kind of black love and acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. That's how I'm seeing it. Remember, yeah. I'm not like, okay, our film, our film, okay, mm -hmm. black love and acceptance. And what brought it to a highlight was the scene that both sealed that for me, but also kind of annoyed me. So the scene where it's the protest. The mm -hmm. kind of that the build the kind of some semi violent yeah. kind of well becomes so very violent before the that. The dad, okay. the dad, dad was the only one at the mechanic, oh. was oh, just yes. like they like your ass. I think you're stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else in the world was just like, Yes, you gave us something to believe in. I don't know what. I don't know what that was that everybody was believing in. <laughs> well, they, I mean, seeing seeing a, a, a black people get you know defend themselves against a cop and wind up killing the cop, you know, not for nothing. If that happened in real life, I know some of us be on Facebook like y'all better go, like make it to Cuba. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If we saw the whole thing of the whole interaction, not like a story like oh, couple yeah. kills cop. No, but that, you know, people actually saw the whole story, so I can see how black folks can be rooting for them. You know yeah. what I mean? I can see how some black folks is like, y'all fucking up for the rest of us. But those are the same niggas, you know, that was like, why y'all marching? Why y'all trying to, you know, integrate Woolworths? You know what I'm saying? Y'all fucking up for the rest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway. All right, yo. Um, but that scene um, that, you know, when the, the, when the boy, yeah, yeah, the protest, and, you know, the boy shot the black cop, it kind of came out of nowhere. It, one, one, that's another little actor I didn't believe is acting. So when he got, I'm like, nigga, why you, you over mad, nigga? Like, like, what you doing? Like, I'm like, what is this leader? And then when he shot the guy, I was like, really, motherfucker? Was all, really? Why? Really? Why? Okay. Especially when the cop over there talking to you like, yo, son, just calm down. You know what I mean? Like, really? Okay. Another so very it, nice officer. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It just seemed a little, a little too unrealistic, a little too unrealistic for me. A you know, and bit. I think. And I think it was like, and he's saying, oh, I was influenced by you guys. So I don't know if that's a, the critique of a critique of the Black Lives Lives movement. I'm not sure. But 
that whole scene where they juxtapose the the um what is it the um the fuck the protest with with, with the, them finally time. fucking i thought that was a big statement on black love two different expressions of black love yes period i th- i really liked the juxtaposition juxtaposition of that i, I did. agree i do because it's an art film as an art film I as an art film that was agree. excellent mm-hmm. yeah and the yeah. song how they took the far side song? Did you hear that? I, I, I think they keep I, running away. Oh, and they like chopped and screwed it or whatever that is. Like that for me, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I, I liked that moment. Um, I don't. I did not like that you getting completely butt naked on the side of the road in a like in a car sex session because like who has time to put all the clothes back on let's just like (laughs) pull it up pull it down do the thing like how do we have but okay but again in in the name in the name of good art films (laughs) (laughs) you know them making these two dark skin unmistakably black people Mm-hmm. Not just making love, but fucking like his 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 mouth was whole whole tit was in his mouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just to, just opposed to um, a protest or two things white people cannot look at. People don't want to look at black protest. Mm-hmm. People don't want to look at black people loving or fucking. Yeah. They don't know how to deal with. It. I say people I mean white people. They deal. So these are two things that we. It was. I thought they were the, one of the two biggest gifts of the film is like this is something that we don't see often on film or mm-hmm. see in a real way you know what i mean so here's a gift so i again appreciated that that scene for that except for that that little boy shooting that car i just understand that at all i was like where, where we going see like yeah i was absolutely horrified at the boy shooting the car and i was absolutely horrified that you are on the run and if you don't get your ass done so you can drive like i was so stressed. i'm like why y'all fucking y'all need to get to cuba bitch i was so stressed like i know that like we're we're doing our bucket list like i get the the bucket list check was happening in real time because we don't know how much time yeah, we exactly like, i love the horse it. scene the front out the window black people just be fun and young and do that. Do the do the stuff that we don't not supposed to be doing, like hanging out the window, like Dukes has it, or mm-hmm. riding a horse. You know, I love me some horses, so I, that scene for me was just like cubby yes. cues. You know, right. um, <laughs> but riding like, a that, horse bareback is the most uncomfortable thing you can like, ever Ooh, do. I even said, "Ouch!" I'm like, "That ain't gonna shit bareback." Yeah, that's kind of that's terrible. <laughs> that's like, okay, um, <laughs> but yet we're doing things that would call police attention to us i'm saying <laughs> see these things that are happening were were like in opposition to me so much emotionally that i just couldn't like <laughs> as much as i wanted to experience their joy and their you know um their freedom for the moment i was like if you don't get your ass in the car <laughs> I was missing the sense of urgency. That's what that I think you're hitting a point. Yeah. It's like this is a they're in a situation. We need to get the fuck out of Dodge. They already agreed they're gonna go to Cuba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all need to get the fuck out of Dodge. Y'all gotta swim to that bitch, get on a boat, get out of town. You cannot stay in America having shot a cop. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was I just I was like, come on, where's the urgency? They is dilly-dallying, yo. Like, come on. <laughs> get yeah. out. You know, I'm like, okay. Now, of course, that leads us towards the end. Mm-hmm. 
you know, where they trust. Oh, wait, the- there is one thing that I kind of skipped. Like in the, the midst of all the people who immediately recognized them, the father and the, the little boy who went in and got their food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the father seemed to me to be the only one who was making rational decisions. No, don't help me go in the hospital. hospital. There's cameras it- there. Like, he's the <laughs> only one in the whole movie who seemed to like be thinking about what decisions should be made to maintain your anonymity because everybody <laughs> knows who you are. Exactly. <laughs> and not for nothing, I don't need to be seen with y'all niggas anyway. But take the power. <laughs> y'all done put the police so officer the in the trunk and stole his car. <laughs> like, drove the car into the, like, into the parking, I mean, the um driveway of the uncle's house. Just drove the stolen police car <laughs> to the and whole they- house. Exactly. And, you know, they took the loudest car from his <laughs> uncle's house. Again, I think it was symbolism. Like, these are, you know, archetypes of mm-hmm. Black people driving in the pimp car and she the hoe and he the, you know, I, I you know, message, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but you're definitely making yourself more visible. Mm-hmm. And so they said, okay, we're going to be more visible and therefore blend in. Yeah. And just one little thing, girl. And I I don't know if this was an art flick thing or not, but I it just was so obvious. I was like, I'm sorry, y'all, I cannot. When that when the little boy, the, the little little boy said, Oh, can I take a picture of y'all? And that nigga come out with a 1972 cannon. <laughs> I was like, that little boy is not taking a picture with an old school camera. I know that probably looked aesthetically cute. You know what I mean? And who and, developed this film? Where did they buy film? In the country. In the country. In where the, the country. Where they buy film in 2019? Mm-hmm. Nowhere. I don't know where to buy motherfucking film. You got to go to a special place to get motherfucking film. That's not how we take pictures today. So I just thought that was, it was just, that was the one thing that's like, Lena, that's pretentious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so pretentious, girl. You know it is. Right. Now, I don't know that that might have been Lena. That might have been uh, 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 what's her name again? Melina Masaku. Masuka. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Forgive me if I'm not. And yeah, I just thought that was a poor directorial choice. I was like, you really gonna get this little nigga a 1970-something camera, some shit before I was born camera that's just hanging around and he got filming that bitch and then he gonna develop it where? All in time. And then and then once he develops it's on paper, how do you then get it from then online? People to start making posters and get access to the imagery. What you gonna take what your cell phone and take a picture of the picture? So you use your cell phone to begin with. I was like, okay. <laughs> I know this is petty. I know this is petty. But it's one of those things that I kind of pick up like this as like a you know, as you know, whoever's doing the production design or you know, whoever's making directorial choices, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. So yeah. um the there, end. there were yeah. So then they make it to Florida. They make it mm-hmm. to the Keys. And so we're watching them that drive down the Keys is like one of my favorite, favorite places to be um in the world. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, they park on the side of the road 
and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then they wake up to someone tapping on their window saying, come with me. How do we know if we can trust you? You can't. Okay, we're going to go. Okay, fine. Um, He calls the man. Oh, I can't do it today. Oh, I can't do it today. Come right now. Go get on the plane. And that moment. So because I had not seen the interview, that was a spoiler alert. I'm thinking, okay, if this is an art film, maybe we're about to do some um, sweet back type of ending <laughs> you know where like we see the plane okay cool when he dropped them off and skirted off that tarmac i was like <laughs> oh damn and they stood and like did like this dramatic on the i was like if y'all don't get your last i'm just like right <laughs> because they had like spent so many long and lingering ass moments yeah oh and i skipped the part where the, they could have cut out the fucking and get been on the plane by now right i skipped the part where the woman <laughs> done, they in a nice safe <laughs> hiding spot and her ass again is making all these executive decisions and mm. gets hurt again <laughs> you the guy shot you the fell out the window you threw your arm out. <laughs> like you continuously is getting your ass beat. Now he just he just falls, floats like a feather out of the window and lands in, in the plush grass, but your ass has fallen like a brick <laughs> to the sidewalk. And she could at least get taken off them boots before she jumped out that window. She you gonna did jump take out the of boots window? off. Oh, okay. I'm she sorry. did I'm take the bad. boots off. <laughs> um but okay. then you have this other very loving black officer because there's so many black officers who oh, just who really who really love the people they're the good guys <laughs> right and the officer is so upset about how black people are treated in america that he immediately recognizes them as well but lets them just drive away on this heavily policed block, the suspects get to just drive away under the watchful eyes of all of the white officers who are gunning for their death. Right? I, I, I think it's, I think that is the that is the fantasy we would like to believe about black officers. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they really, really got our back, and I, I believe some black officers are they know they're between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we could kind of fantasize a little bit about some black officers that if it came down to it would y'all really fuck us mm. maybe not you know what i mean right and but this is you why like, they in the underground railroad at the white people house <laughs> they in the spot in the floor in the underground railroad oh my at God. the white people house oh my God. <laughs> that's they so real who shows up and gives them free passage and then their plan is thwarted by Uncle Tom. Hmm. By a, <laughs> a gold tooth pimp looking nigga Uncle Tom that's like, I'm gonna get this ransom. I mean, not the ransom money, the uh the reward money. Yeah. That's now, a- so for me, I think that 
so that was one of the images that I absolutely, one of those decisions that I was like, oh, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, listening to their interview, I'm like, okay, like I get that we're trying to, one with the, the two black cops, we're trying to like kind of discourage the white characters as the forefront or like mm-hmm. the pinnacle, and we're trying to center black faces, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about how black people, um, destroyed the the movement mm-hmm. ourselves right mm-hmm. okay you know what I'm saying? <laughs> reluctantly i'll agree with this narrative <laughs> but that that for that was the heartbreaker for me yeah yeah um all right let's just let's just scoot to the end that's the one everyone had a little titty attacks over um because they were killed at at the end and in the manner i mean they riddle homies but i mean they just i mean how is he a threat (laughs) and again her ass gets shot the fuck first yeah like Like, i am your legacy pop (laughs) (laughs) not no more but um (laughs) um okay the problem that a lot of black folks and mind you there was a sister in my movie theater when that shit happened she's just like i'm mad uh-uh, yes. i'm mad uh-uh fuck that i'm mad fuck that i'm yeah. mad she could kept saying i'm mad i'm mad fuck that like she just stomped out popcorn and all she was over it mm-hmm. she was done son now i didn't think it was that deep i know we would like to have a film where we, we fucking get away with it but if we want to stay true to this genre of the runaway film, you know, you know, two on the road, ain't none of them niggas ever get away with it. Okay. Mm. And not for nothing, American films are notorious for every happy endings. And I'm always good for a non-happy ending. Though I understand how it's like, damn, do we need to see black people get shot up a million times again? But black movies don't have no happy ending. Ricky got shot in Boys in the Hood. Kane got shot in Minnesota Society. We ain't had no happy endings. Mm-hmm. And if you were going to promote this as this is going to be the blackest thing, we ain't taking no notes, we've taken our image, and then you still give us damn Ricky getting shot instead of going off to college on his football scholarship, I'm mad too. Okay? I'm fucking mad. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I know. Um, I would. I mean, okay. Then, how would you imagine the ending? Let's put ourselves. The plane is right there. <laughs> Stop standing and like gazing into each other's eyes and get on the bitch. Like, get on the bitch. Get on it. <laughs> oh, but maybe because you both just got high. Like, <laughs> you. <laughs> Thomas on the off. way for the get out. Tag and high on the way to the, the, the get out. I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I would have liked to have seen the get on the plane or. Oh, if they would have got on the plane and had to get off, I would have absolutely, like, we wouldn't even be talking about this today. I would have refused. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm just seeing the plane and not getting on it. And I will say that Lena's description of why they could not live although i what was that scripture i didn't hear it because when she said they died i turned off the interview because i was pissed that i knew why like i was able to just let it go mm-hmm. is she said that well ask trayvon's mother 
Mm. Like why he couldn't live. Ask Austin Sterling's family why he couldn't live. Ask like mm. this is not this is not we don't get the happy endings. Like we're not going to like create it now out of thin air. This is what is happening to us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck you and fine. Like- <laughs> But you know what? I want to commend um, Lena and and just her, you know, in her different in her promotion of the um, the film, her just just owning it and being really assertive in her decision making. You know, whether you agree with what she did or not, how she wrote it, how it was directed, produced, yada yada yada. These were black people. It says this is what we're doing, and here we go. You know what I mean? And you know, also embrace the critique that comes with it. But I'm excited for Lena because this is her first full length. This is the first time, mind you, this is the first time yeah. that this this brown skin black queer woman, okay, that has she is kind of like Hollywood's darling. She mm-hmm. she caught a pocket in time where she is everyone's darling. So yeah. she got the opportunity to do a full length film, and and with that, empower to say fuck you and your focus groups, fuck you and what you, you know someone trying to edit my script or whatever. I'm this is what we're going to do. This is something that all black, well, all artists mm-hmm. in general, but black artists in particular, queer and black artists in particular, could only dream of. But with that being said, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she still is new to the game. So I'm excited yeah. about what is to come. I hope she takes whatever critique um, on the chin and just takes to heart whatever it is and maybe utilizes it or tell us all the fuck off. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I want to see what she does in the future. I think that the film has been popular enough that she'll get another opportunity to do it because at the end of the day, it's still about that squirrel. You got to right. make that money. So still go see the film. Even if you just go buy the ticket and some popcorn, you know, just see the film. <laughs> I think I think we should see the film because it is a, a it is a film that you want to say that you saw. Right. So yeah. I will say that I only was so angry because I ended up caring about the outcome of the characters. Now that could have also not been the case. It wouldn't the end happen. I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> so people were angry because we did invest in this process throughout it. Right. <laughs> we were just like, ah, you know, like we watching the horror movie and the people making a dumb decision to go see what the noise is. You're like, no, don't go out there. <laughs> right? We were invested. We <laughs> we cared what the outcome was. And so kudos for that because it could have been a different response. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> no 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 yeah i mean i i didn't think the ending was all that bad i get i get, especially now hearing what she said that's like okay that makes sense like mm-hmm. i'm okay with bad endings i don't need you know i mean yes i would like to see some black films where black people get away with it just for fun but that's just that again is a genre this runaway getaway like uh what is that uh louise uh, what's that damn thelma and louise that bitch just flew off a cliff yeah Okay, now I will say the fool of a cliff, they made a decision to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Say that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. ain't no cops going to riddle no white bitch with bullets. That ain't happening. Right. <laughs> well, what? I was going to say, but they had just started talking about life and children. And I was like, oh shit, did she get pregnant on the side of the road? And then can I be your legacy? And that whole conversation. And it was like, nope, pop. 
Like, <laughs> no, not just. <laughs> she got the one shot and went down, right? And then he picks her up and she got shot. Bow! And she's down, right? Just the blood is just running again on her new outfit that she just got to replace the other, the other bloody outfit, right? And now he's picking her up lovingly carrying her towards them which is another image that we've seen that you know the god what is it the the figure of carrying the body like walking in towards the police and they are threatened they -hmm. are so afraid that he i don't know is going to hurt them with her body i don't know Um, (laughs) that they must defend themselves they cannot de-escalate again yeah yeah it's it's you know i mean look people are going to always have issues with it but you know everyone who watches the film you know everyone comes with their own baggage expectation shoot uh understanding how to make film and the different kinds of films one can make and so you know even with our critique you know i think everyone should see this film because i think everyone gets something different from it you know i mean um it's definitely something I would recommend people seeing, uh, especially just to follow this particular writer, uh, Lena Waithe, mm-hmm. um, through what is essentially we're all watching her grow in the industry. Yeah, you know, um, and it's something very rare to see someone like her have opportunity and also the opportunity for growth. You know, so we don't want to shit on her or no, no, no. I'm not saying we as in you and I. Yeah. Saying other people, some people are really incensed by that ending, and I was like, y'all need to just to chill. It's one film out of many this woman will make. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, at some point, maybe 10, 15 years down the line, we're going to all reflect. A man, remember Queen and Slim, and look at her where she's now with whatever mm-hmm. movie she's doing in the future. You right. know what I mean? Um, I was there when she did Queen and Slim, and oh, you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. I think it's a, da- a darn good film for someone's first film out the box. It's a darn good art film. Darn yeah. good art film. Yeah. You know, I might see it again only because I know I fell asleep. But again, I think that was the kick and click the cake and milk. It kind of kicked in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And now yeah. I can now I can lick a piece of sugar and I fall asleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lollipop will knock my fucking ass out. Right. But- <laughs> so that that's that's where we are with it um i am so excited that we got to have this conversation because i really have not talked about any of it yeah 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 yeah, me too i've been i've been saving it up for this yeah i've been Um, saving it up for this so that means that the next time we meet we have time to read your letters children so make sure that you go ahead and send us the letter we have a couple on deck and we are excited to get yours just go ahead and send us a little email at yourgayaunties at gmail.com or uh, send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter at yourgayaunties and let us know what's going on with you. Um, feedback on the episode. Let us know you know, what's, what's happening in your life. Um, what, what do you need from us? How can we be of service? <laughs> <laughs> and just one more reminder that we have new tiers on our Patreon. So go check that out to see if one best fits you. Mm-hmm. Um, and more will be coming down um, the road. So that's patreon.com slash Absolutely. And with that, I am Red Summer. And I am Hanifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. Bye, Ooh. babies. Bye, darlings. <laughs>